I haven't cared about this fucking podcast since the first anniversary. <laughs> Whenever we had to reboot it again, it was just like, man, passion's just out. Mm-hmm. Maybe those rings movies just came out and you're not glad I'm If you feel a seen, then take a moment and listen to the IFNC podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 135 of the IFNC podcast. It's me, your host. Little Slim. <laughs> Little Slim. Here joined today with me is uh, this guy. Yeah. I think I'm just Shad. Shad Schubert. Yeah. How you doing today, buddy? Doing pretty good. How are you, Little Slim? Little Slim. Doing pretty well. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's good. <laughs> oh, I uh, I had some thoughts. I know you like you like your lady, right? I love a good thought and lady. <laughs> um. I thought about some things like relationship type things that I wonder if it would be. Uh, oh, you're asking me for relationship advice? No, I don't think this has ever happened. <laughs> it's not happening Aww, yet, Chad. <laughs> no, I'm good. I, I like I like where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> and no offense to you, I like where you're at too. You? We're just we're in, across the table. <laughs> we're in different spots. Literally, we're, we are. We're not in the same spot. We're like across from each other. Oh, we should do an episode like that where you're on my lap the whole time. <laughs> Like, what is that? It's a new live episode game. I pop a Cialis, and I see how long it takes for me to not get a boner with Shad on my lap. Oh, yeah, you guys are missing something. If Stop you're not watching moving the, around. If you're not watching the live episodes, you are just missing out on some content there. Yeah, you are. Um, no, so there's some, some uh, like, what do you think about cheek kisses? What does that mean? Like, like kissing somebody on the cheek. You still do that? Yeah, I kiss... My wife and my daughter on the cheek. On the cheek? Not like all the time, but I mean, yeah. Sometimes a cheek kiss? Yeah, for sure. I feel like they're not done as much. You think that's just like society moving so fast these days that like, you know, you, you a picture. A cheek kiss? A cheek kiss. With who? <laughs> with like a. With your significant other? Yeah, or with someone I that feel like you're that courting. that happens all the time. I you're, think that happens a lot. You're courting like someone new and. and courting? Like, you're courting. Like, like, like you're talking about. I feel like you're you're incorporating this in the sense of like we we get away from that like this is old time France. Yeah, well, not even France. Like you but kiss like, each other on the cheek twice. Like you're like, mwah, mwah. No, 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 not like that. Like like oh. if if we're dating, like, like you like, feel my mustache on your like I'm getting nestled and I'm just like mwah. like you and I like we just started like first date. Sure. And like I, I really had a great time. Let's do this. Where do you want to go? Uh, we we had a great time. We went to uh, Pagli Eyes. We went to Pags. Uh, yep. And, at uh, dinner, did we go watch a movie? Poly Eyes, I guess, is actually how you're supposed to, supposed to say it, right? That's stupid. Poly Eyes. I don't uh, like it. We went to, yeah, we went to a movie. We went to go see uh, Spiral with Chris Rock. Yeah. And then... From uh, the Book of Saw. From the Book of Saw. We went to go see that. It was okay. And then we we opted for an earlier movie and a later dinner. So then yeah. we went to Poly Eyes afterwards. Mm-hmm. What did we do after dinner? We split a pizza and we... After dinner? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm setting the mood. Did we go to Quattro's also? We had a great time. <laughs> and uh, we held hands a little bit of in course. the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, not at dinner. Not at dinner. That's a little weird. Like if you're holding hands across the table. Yeah. Too much. I for need me. my knife back, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then uh, but then you take me home. You walk me mm-hmm. to my door. Yeah. And uh, and you, because you're a gentleman, mm-hmm. and this is 2021. Yeah. You ask Shake per- your hand. You ask permission. You said, shake your hand, and I say, it was a pleasure dating you. Uh, I hope we can do this again sometime. Would you mind if I gave you a peck on the cheek? Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. And then you did that. What'd you say? And then I moved my face real quick, and I let you kiss me on the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> and then Shad got canceled. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, is, I don't feel like. Is a kiss on the cheek acceptable? I don't think it happens as much anymore. Um, maybe it's cause I've been locked up in COVID and I haven't really seen people out and about. Um, it has been so long since I, I dated and I'll tell you this story. When I first dated Mandy, we were like talking online for about a solid month, month were and a half. You guys had online daters first? Yeah. We met on MySpace. I didn't know this. Through uh, a mutual friend. 
And when we actually like met for our date, we had already been talking online for like a month or so. Was it dirt? Did you guys get dirty talking at all? No, no, it wasn't nothing really like that. It was just casual and stuff like that. But we got to be pretty good friends. We never actually met in person. Yeah. So we met in person for the first time for our first date. I think we went and watched uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And uh, we went into the theaters and she was the one who initiated it. She basically like pushed me up against the wall and full on kissed me. And she didn't was, ask permission. There was no permission asked. <laughs> there was no permission. A- I'm a victim. <laughs> there was no permission asked. And uh, also, it was not on the cheek. <laughs> so I'm not the best judge of person to I ask. Gotcha. That was the last time that I've had that. That was circa 2008. Right. So it's yeah. been a minute. <laughs> I just, I, I feel like it. it uh, we need to bring it back in full force. Yeah. Um, is this just like specifically for dating or is this like friends should do this as well? Like you mean you could? No, I mean, we're cousins. That's fine. I don't think it's weird. No, maybe. (laughs) No, if we went from like after this episode, (laughs) we went from our current relationship, which is don't really hug much. Uh, and not that I don't mind hugging you. I like hugging you. Thanks. Uh, I feel like, like when I, like maybe when we leave on a holiday, like if I part Mm -hmm. ways with you at Christmas, I might give you a hug. Yeah. And be like, Merry Christmas. I'll see you next week. <laughs> see you. I know. For some reason, that day is more special than others. Yeah. Um, just like the same way that like, don't typically like say I love you, but it doesn't mean yeah. I don't love you. Right. Um, it, it just means it's just not in the vernacular. But like if we start like out of the blue, like kissing cheeks. <laughs> yeah. It might. Uh, it it I would mean, take it, some time to get used yeah, to. Yeah. I was like, it'll, but it'll get there. Yeah, I'm sure it would. <laughs> we'll get to it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of I like the the romanticness of it. I think as I get older, the simple stuff sometimes it's like, oh, that that'd be sweet. Someone yeah. to kiss on the cheek. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then maybe I may be on the mouth at some point, but Ooh, the cheek first. Start on that cheek. I always um, ask permission too. But I'm always an ass man, so like I would definitely kiss an ass cheek too. Yeah, yeah. If that was like a first date. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> And we kiss that cheek, and she's like this. I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Let me kiss that ass. Give me what I want. Let me, t- um, let me touch your lips. Another thing that I thought. But I don't mean your vagina. I, don't, <laughs> I just want to put my fingers in your mouth. <laughs> there is something uh, I, I found weird. Maybe weird. Maybe I'm being too judgy on this, but maybe not. You tell me. Um, is it weird? Let when- me guess. Let me guess before. You do it. Okay. You are being judgy. Okay, go ahead and say it, and then I'm going to figure it out. Is it weird that old people, like when they're dating someone, that they call them their girlfriend and boyfriend? Do you find that odd? Like, 70-year-old man is like, this is my girlfriend, Rita. No. And I don't find it odd. You don't think it's odd? No. At some point, like, I just feel like... But they're not going to say my wife. You're just going to say my friend? I don't know. Like if I, they're dating, I mean, old people can date. I kind of just want to ageist, bro. Like at, at, at even at my you're age, mildly ageist. Yes, even at my <laughs> age, though. Like I find it. I don't. I don't know. I just can't imagine calling someone this is my, my girlfriend, girlfriend or boyfriend. Yeah. What like, do you? What would you opt for? My partner. Partner is better. Partner seems committed. Partner seems like overtly committed, though. Too. So before then, I guess I'm just like this is that person. Yeah. This is Ed. Has like, zero label. Zero. How would that, I mean, that's the other thing, though, too. Everybody's different. Not everybody's going to be thinking the same thing as you. You right. might find it odd for an older person to call that. I mean, old people might not necessarily, whenever they were dating a 70-year-old person or something like that, you're talking about, like, 60s and 70s. They were courting. They were courting. It was boyfriend-girlfriend. <laughs> they were next. To them, in their head, you know, if we'll say, for God forbid, uh, David's wife, Donna, passed away at the age of a ripe old age of 76 and he is alone you know he's been alone for a year he's just really sad and he just wants to find somebody that can be he can be married to that's basically just kind of like a friend right and they they just get close and stuff like that he's going to court that person and call him girlfriend or boyfriend if you know maybe he wants to opt for a little bit a little of the old dickens in his mouth and every now and then who's david (laughs) Uh, people i made up oh okay but you know maybe maybe dave just want maybe he uh, that's all he knows you know his that's his girlfriend that's his term term for her he's it's not like this is my life partner so you think that it's not necessarily as much that i'm i I feel like you're a millennial and you don't know how to view it from that standpoint i could see that i could see that like same thing with me too i mean it would be weird to hear the label but at the same time i'm just like in the back of my head i'm just like i mean what else do i expect him to say yeah that's a good point 
Whereas, yeah. like, I would just introduce somebody by who they are. You're a mild, mild case of a judgy Jason, but it's not all the way to like a uh, full, full blown judge and Jack. And I don't, and I don't judge them at all. I don't care that they would. I just, if I were in their shoes, I would, I would choose not to label them. Right. But I'm not into labels either. But that's what I'm saying. Into the line, not the label. I'm just saying. Thirty five years from now. Chad is still not into labels. Yes. So I get that. That's, that's what I'm saying. You've explained it to me now. I get it. That, so uh, new David, who is your age, looking at you, might think at that point in time, like, why this guy not even say anything about, you know, who is obviously his girlfriend. Yeah. Whenever he's just like, this is this person, you know, don't introduce them as something, you know, more. Maybe they look at you that way. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, the shoe is on the other maker. I'm going to, I'm going to, Refer to him as lava, like on the <laughs> like on skin. SNL. Yeah. This is my lava. This is my lava. Mm. Yeah, that's how I'm. That's I mean, you go from lover. Lover is when you're when you're in courting Dating. stage, and then partner is once you've made it to mm-hmm. more committed. Which is weird because that sounds like you've gotten further away <laughs> to me anyway. Because <laughs> like. You're my partner in the podcast. Right. And we're not lovers not anymore. Not very committed at all. <laughs> we started as lovers. <laughs> we start we're now partners. We were once lovers and now we're just partners. Once it hit episode 40, we became partners. And then the passion was out of mm-hmm. it. It was. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't cared about this fucking podcast since the first anniversary. <laughs> Whenever we had to reboot it again, it was just like, man, passion's just out. Mm-hmm. That's why we re reboot. Let's continue. We just keep Which, doing it. And it's trying to keep hope, the spark hope, alive. Hopefully, we can keep the spark alive. It's like it's like an old couple just being like, "Well, maybe we could try this sex swing thing that we've seen for forever, and we've never tried it." Rebooting is like a new thing of lingerie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rebooting's our our version of like changing a new position of sex. <laughs> You're on top this time. <laughs> Episode one sixty two. Re re reboot. He's on top. <laughs> Uh, Jeff Bezos is going to go to space. Cool. He's on the first crew. So let me ask you this. You're, I think he's doing it because he's uh, divorced now. He's just, he's, he's got sowing nothing. them wild oats. He's got all the money in the world. He's just like, what the fuck else do I have to live for? <laughs> but like, so I'm going to, I'm going to present you an option. Thank you. You have, you have billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And sure. you can you can either go to space because that's kind of fucking cool, yeah. Or and but it's the first like the first crew like the first like yeah. mass amount of people going up together like mm-hmm. on in, the on the school thing. bus, yeah. yeah. Um, or yeah, and that that could explode and you could die. Yeah, we've seen it before, nineteen eighty six. Yeah, unfortunately, teachers or died. a teacher died. You could stay down on Earth. Yep. And enjoy those billions of dollars. Do I have an option to pick both? <laughs> I don't think so. Because as far as I know, we haven't figured out how to be in two places at once. What I'm thinking is, if he goes to space in this option, what if he doesn't want to come back? Yeah. What if he just stays up there? He's just like, I'm I'm up here now. Bring me goods. And <laughs> yeah. he just hangs out up there forever. Give me that. I got Amazon Prime Prime. But the other option is staying on the ground. What if I'm just like, what if I want to come back? um here's another one so what do you think the probability in your mind is this is the i mean he's had unmanned flights uh so far i know for like the amazon's like space program thing that they've been kind of doing and testing out i don't know if anything's necessarily been manned i would assume he'll probably they'll have like a trial period for people kind of testing out how the piloting would go with an actual person physically in the cockpit yeah so what is your probability in the back of your mind being like, oh, yeah, he'll totally make it back? Do you think that's like 100% he's going to come back? Do you think it's lower? I think it's 80%? I think that there's never, when you're dealing with like putting a fucking bird into space like that, like, yeah, you, there's no 100%. There's no guarantees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but maybe that's like, that's the excitement of it, right? That's like the, the, the what if of it. Like, yeah, what if I die? Uh, is is like there's a, there's a cool part. There's some uh, some some stuff that happens. Another there. thing too, if we call them like the first manned flight, what would it be if we put a bird in space? 
<laughs> the first birded, birded, birded flight. flight. Birded flight. Did they send a monkey up there? Yeah. Didn't work out? When? Didn't. With with Amazon? No. No, previously. Ever. Did we I not mean, send Cosmo- a monkey? Cosmonauts have always done monkeys for testing. Okay. Initially. And they do okay sometimes? I, I don't know if they oh, make okay. it back. I mean, they that's the point of doing it. They don't really care. <laughs> Russia hates monkeys. monkeys. Whatever. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. So they're expendable. <laughs> so if you were given the, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just kind of twist this a little bit. Okay. Jeff Bezos. Chooses, what would the world be like without Jeff Bezos? It continue because I didn't know it existed until like five years ago. So Jeff Bezos. Yeah. You didn't know Amazon happened. I mean, I knew Amazon happened, but it was no, like 1997. His name wasn't like. As prolific sure and in the it news. Was. No, it was not. Mm-hmm. I read the news. It he was wasn't part there. Of the, it was part of the lexicon. He was not in the news. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody even knew about him until Ever. like five years ago. <laughs> he just surfaced. <laughs> uh, he was like, look, I've got money. Remember um, me when I had hair in those videos from the 98s? Did he? Yeah, he did at from one point in time. And I was in my garage, and this is me now. Uh, I use a shaver every day. So Jeff Bezos decides that he's going to go to space, mm-hmm. but he's also going to bring you along. Me? Yes. Personally? And the trick is is that <laughs> you have to go up here with him. But and blow him the whole time. <laughs> if, you, if you make it back, you get... Uh, one of his billions. You get one billion dollars for going sure. up to space with him. Okay. Um, but it's not. You know, it's it's space. It's scary. You've got a wife and kid. Yeah. Um, like if you if you don't make it back, like mm-hmm. they don't get anything. The risk is like you have to well, return. They do have life insurance. So yeah, sure. <laughs> but it's not going to be like the billion dollars that no. you're going to get. If, no, it's if not. You make it but back. it's an okay amount. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a hundred grand. It's two hundred fifty grand. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um. So, do you Quarter take it? of a mill? A bill. If <laughs> if uh, if if Bezos invites you along and says, you make it back, you get one of my my bills, dude. Yeah, do you do I mean, it? This whole thing would be predicated with a few things. One, I would need to be in better shape physically to be able to go. Because they'll have to test you before you... Sure, you'll like make that. it, though. You're going to make it. <laughs> That's a, you're like... You're, you, you, like I've, I'm, I've lost weight. The yes. man tits are gone. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm in physical shape. Even yeah. though I have... I had a asthma in the past. I can breathe in the zero G's and it's everything. Bezos, totally he's fine. got money. Sure. Okay. You got, yeah, a, I'm doing it. you got a new robot lung. Yeah, I'm gone. You're going with him? Yeah, I'm gone. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna risk it all gone. for the billion. I'm gone. Risk it for the biscuit. I like it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I mean, yeah. why not? Why not? There's a, Can absolutely. we do it together? Yes. $2 billion podcast. Has that ever happened? Don't think so. I mean, that's the name, the new name of the show. <laughs> Once we get back on Earth, we're just going to call it the $2 billion podcast. <laughs> I don't see any reason why we can't just rename it that now <laughs> for no reason other than that. <laughs> Welcome to episode 135 of the $2 billion podcast. I'm your host, Justin, and Shad is over here with me. Today, we're going to talk about some uh, some real stupid shit, uh, but we don't care because we're billionaires. <laughs> uh, yeah, I like it. Yeah, me too. I've been watching uh, Chopped 420. Have you ever heard of Chopped 420? <laughs> no, I've not. Uh, Chopped 420 came out on, Hold on. 420 this Let year. Let me guess. Yeah, it's chopped, yeah. but you add uh, marijuana plant into the baking of things. No, really. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. So Chopped happened, and it released on uh, this this season. Chopped 420 came out on 420 this year. Go figure. Basically, it's uh, the the premises of uh, of Chopped. And if you have you watched Chopped before, explain Chopped to me. So there are four professional chefs that yes. will come into this arena. They are given a basket that has an assortment of different ingredients in it. Not even just like this is your fish, this is your whatever. It's like they'll say this is a uh, some fucking cheddar popper things. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the, like the jalapeno poppers mm-hmm. with the cheddar cheese in it. They'll say here's jalapeno poppers. Here is a cake. Here's a squid. And here is some vanilla. Yeah. Now make a dish with these things. And everything has to be incorporated somehow yes. into it. So they always just take weird over the top, even fully completed dishes, like 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 a full-on cake, and incorporate it into it. So all four chefs go against each other. Whichever chef does not impress the three judges kind of the most, they will chop them. They'll chopped. have their, their dish on the chopping block, as and they, they say. Three meals. And then there will be, be, yeah, three meals total. 
and then get down to the point where you have your appetizer dish first, you do your entree, and then you do your dessert, dessert is between the final two that's mm-hmm. remaining. And then whoever wins is the chop champion. They get $10,000. Um, this particular one is hosted by Ron Funches, who is mm-hmm. a comedian, really yeah. funny guy, super awesome. He was um, in uh, Superpowers. Yes. Uh, yeah, he was. Is that what it was called? Mm-hmm. The, the DC like workplace comedy? Yeah. Uh, I thought that was good. It got yeah. canceled. I really like Ron Funches a lot. He's a really cool guy. What was it that got canceled too? I didn't. I forgot about mentioning it on the last episode. Supernatural. Nope. Oh, that that keeping ended, up that with ended. Kardashians. No, uh, the one show on Netflix. Oh, Jupiter's Legacy. Jupiter's Legacy. Yeah. yeah. One season done. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't do good numbers. I don't think so. But uh, Josh, didn't. Josh Jamel wasn't too happy about it. Really? Think. What did he say? <laughs> I didn't see the exact thing, but everything I said, well, I, I read past it and everything, and it was just kept saying Josh Jamel had a few things to say. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I'm sure it's pretty not not bad, but I'm yeah. sure he's probably like upset about it. I wasn't really interested in his casting, yeah. honestly. Like, I thought he looked dumb. I did too. Anytime I saw it, I was just like, I really want to watch this because I know that you had read the comics, yeah. you recommended it, and I hadn't read the comics yet or anything. I still plan on reading the comics. Yes, yeah, I recommend um, it. But um, from even just kind of knowing what this character was and what he was supposed to be, it just looked kind of odd to me. So, Chop 420. Uh, get this. I'm getting it. They have a, a, a special area. It's all done outside. The special area is called the greenhouse. Okay. Everything is THC and CBD infused that's in there, including like salt. Like mm-hmm. they have all kinds of like crazy different cooking ingredients and stuff like that in there. And yes, they do incorporate it into the meals. So you were completely right about that. You told me I was wrong. I was just joking. My gosh. Um, I, I'm a liar. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it, it's really enjoyable um, seeing the way that they kind of incorporated this into the dishes and each chef independently as they were doing it. It's not just like they were like, ah, I'm going to dose it with this many milligrams or whatever. Mm. They actually gave them kind of almost like a science between their stuff. So if the, if you went through all three courses as a judge or as a, as a chef, you basically kind of the way they shaped their dishes and stuff was kind of almost taking them on like – a little bit of a ride as far as like what the high and stuff like that was meant and intended to be as they progress through the oh. dish. So like maybe the first dish, it has like a little bit of half and half, like it's half THC, half CBD. So that way you're kind of leveled out. You have a very mellow high. You're kind of getting in there with stuff. And then the entree has a heavy dose of THC and the tiny bit of CBD to kind of balance that out a little bit, but you're starting to get that progressive high and then it kind of pinnacles or maybe just kind of meets back down. So you have this like little bit of a, like a roller coaster ride of, you're high while you're you know, mm-hmm. kind of doing that. So they kind of like have it down to a science of like how much they try to incorporate in their dishes and stuff. Right. And every chef's different. So I thought that was kind of unique and cool as far as like an approach for a cooking show goes. Cause I mean, this is actually on discovery plus it was under the food network umbrella. They even were able to use the chopped name yeah, and all of the same chopped stuff. So it was kind of cool seeing that. A network like that was just like, yeah, let's of course let's try and actually do and that. Yeah, yeah. Cause normally Nobody like other than like maybe Vice or somebody yeah. like that would kind of touch that kind of shit. But seeing something like Food Network put that out on there, it's only five episodes, and they did say that um, they would probably bring it back as an annual thing since it's only short seasons and stuff, anyways. So right. next year you know, they'll be anticipate another chop to four twenty once it hits April twentieth. Nice, but it was pretty cool. We decided to check that out because you know how we are with our with our old cooking shows. But mm-hmm. for the people that are interested in stuff like that, it's a really cool, interesting take on cannabis infusion into your dishes and stuff and actually professional chefs that do it on a daily basis. Yeah. Like that's their, their restaurants are all based on, based on that kind of a thing. Okay. And so they already have that kind of science down in there mm-hmm. with it. They're, they're familiar with the, uh, yeah. what's that called? Chemistry. Of yeah. It all. yeah. Literally, there's one guy that was on there in one episode. He didn't end up winning, but his take on it was he didn't, but which was, it sucks for him though, because his take on it was he incorporated his THC and stuff into the dishes and made it and had a chemical compound to where it wouldn't taste like any kind of remnants mm. of marijuana. Mm-hmm. But the thing of it was is that all the judges were like, we like that taste of marijuana. Oh, no. We like to have the taste in the infusion. So using that kind of a spread might not work for you here. Yeah. So he made it to like two rounds and then ended up getting chopped, chopped if you will. If you will. Yeah. <laughs> um, but – I thought that was kind of cool that they they even incorporated somebody that was just like, yeah, I use it in all my dishes, but it doesn't taste like it. So, I mean, 
there's restaurants out there that do that and then they make it don't taste like it. So then you can get high and you don't have to taste like the right. residue. If you're not into like the, if yeah. the green mm-hmm. taste. For show. Shad. Yes, sir. Rind Lake. Yeah. It is a freshwater, rich soil, forests, wetlands, wild game, fishing, birds, beaches, boats, picnics, play areas, disc golf, natural trails, golf course, campground, hotel, museums, and more. Wow. Now imagine that you don't do any of that. No, I'm, I just want to go to the, I want to go to the path. There are paths there. Show me the path. I will show you a path to the best path that exists in Rin Lake. This thing goes yes, please. completely around yeah. the entirety of the lake. It does. Not all of it's paved. Not all of it is paved. But it is. But you know what it is? If, if it's paved. What's that? If it's paved, then it's perfect for inline skating. That's right. You know it. Absolutely. You can go skating there, uh, which is a thing that I'm, I'm liking. Uh, you can also bike. You can walk. You yeah. can run. Anything with wheels, anything with feet, you can you can do it, dude. Nineteen thousand acres of fresh water, wow. With a hundred and sixty-two miles of shoreline and twenty thousand acres of surrounding forest. But fuck all that. Yeah. The path. Let's just go around it. That's all we gotta do. We can look at it though. It's pretty. It is really pretty. I recommend going and starting at the visitors center. Yeah, and 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 also if it starts to get a little windy or a little stormy outside. Keep going. The white pe- little white caps, they're really nice to look at too. Yeah. I like a I like a good white cap. Get you a, get you some at Rin Lake, California. Mm, where? I bought my first uh Premier Access Disney Plus uh thing. Did you? Yeah. Was that Cruella? It was Cruella. Yeah. Huh. How was that? It was um really done well, I think. Yeah. Uh I saw it got hit for a sequel. Did it? Yeah, that's yep. right. I did see that. Yeah, that they were working on that. Um it 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 built the story pretty well. There were some predictable parts of it. Mm-hmm. It was long as shit. It was two and a half hours. Wow. Uh, for a Cruella movie. Does she hate Dalmatians? Um, yeah, but it explains why. Oh. And everything. There's, she get bit by one. There's a, there's a, I won't tell you. This is a spoiler. I'm sorry. Unless you want me to tell you. I don't care. Uh, Do you, don't tell me now. People might not want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it did a good job of building uh, some of the things, her relationship with the two dummies. Yeah. Uh, and like how that all kind of builds up, uh, where she gets kind of that hatred and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's definitely. I wish they kind of touched on it in more of an awareness kind of thing, but it almost seemed a little bit like there was a duality of potentially some mental illness or um, even even some sort of multiple per- personality. Oh, cool! Uh, into it. Um, Do but you they, think that like a, does it have enough legs to have a sequel that'd be like this origin story still is going places kind of a thing? Or do you think the sequel would just be like the sequel is basically 101 Dalmatians, but we're kind of just gonna focus on her side? I think that's more of it. Like that's yeah. kind of what happened with um, with the Maleficent too, right? I, I didn't watch. I'm the trying to one. think of. Because it seemed as though... I enjoyed the first one a lot. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty good movie. Because the first Maleficent didn't really have a lot to do with, uh, with the, the Cinderella story, right? made it her uh, like a, an anti-hero. Yeah. Sleeping Beauty, right? Is that what it is? I'm pretty sure it's yeah, Sleeping Beauty, yeah. Right. Uh, Cinderella didn't have uh, any evil person. Who's her bad person? Didn't have one, I didn't no think. No bad people? I'm pretty sure it was just... just the time? The time and the slipper and that kind of a thing. And that Time's was fucking all of her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Sleeping Beauty was... Time was maleficent because the the vines and shit like right. that. Yeah, yeah. So so Calabashian. Yes. Uh, now I think that it that one because I felt like the second movie got really mm-hmm. into uh, Sleeping Beauty and the actual story of Sleeping Beauty more. Sure. Um, and I, I have a feeling because we left off at a pretty familiar part. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we well, got there, so much if that they made I a actually, third Maleficent movie and they introduced Xehanort as a character, would you <laughs> shit your pants? Because I would. <laughs> I don't think they need Xehanort as much as it would be pretty cool if they had just Pete. It was yeah. there. <laughs> like, since he's just like with her all the time now. Like, that I'm would trying that. to find the treasure chest. <laughs> oh boy. Like, if they figured out how to work Pete in there, that would be pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it, I felt like they left it off in a pretty good part where I actually started watching the animated 101 Dalmatians yeah. right afterwards because I was like, how did they leave it off? Like, what what was the beginning of 101? It was just the Pongo and was it Pongo? Yeah, Pongo. Pongo and what's her name? Uh, Purdy, Perdita. It's all like peas, that. right? Pongo and Perdita. 
something like that. But the, the it starts with Pongo and Roger right. in like Roger's a Bachelor, and that's what I mean. Like, he's when they get music. together and stuff, and they have yeah. they start having the puppies. They're all peas too, right? Like everything starts with a pea. I'm so. pretty sure. I thought it was they all had the same one of them same spot. Is that was just the one that was has spot? Yeah, he's and just, then he's special. There's a uh, what's the big one? I don't remember. There's the one that I'm hungry, a, mother. I'm a rooster. End. Is that that one? <laughs> I don't. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, I think it was done. Uh, let's see. What were some highlights to me? The I, there were some mysteries, like a murder mystery almost in it, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, and there were some some good twists to her origin and how she existed, why she existed. Uh, who's the the smart guy? Uh, his last name is Smart. He's got a shaved head. Older guy now. Smart. Uh, maybe his name's not Smart. Strange. Strange. Uh, strange. Shaved Mark head strange? strange. Mark Strange is a person. Yeah. Is he an actor? Yes. Uh, I feel like there was a kid that rode the school bus with me named Mark Strange also. Probably. Um, <laughs> but he wasn't this guy. Uh, but he, I thought he was going to be like this big bad guy, but he ended up being a little bit different than that. Uh, it was, it was kind of cool. Uh, it reminded me a lot of what was it? The is it, it, oh, it's Mark Strong. Strong, strong. Yeah, yeah. I know. Mark about. Strange is the kid that wrote the school bus. With yeah, me. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that you're right about that. That's why it sounded familiar, and I was just like, yeah, no, it's Mark Strong because uh, he was in. He was in one of the Sherlock Holmes movies, wasn't yes, he? Like he was like so. one of the bad guys in, think, the, in the first one. Yeah, and I think that's where I was like in my head. I'm like, this yeah. guy is bad, but yeah. he, it, it didn't end up. Exactly. He's just bad. He's just a bad guy. We got Pongo, Perdita, Patch, Patch. That's a, uh, it's a spot. Lucky Rolly is the one that is the I'm hungry mother. Yeah. Really. Uh, Penny, Freckles, Pepper. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then they were all they they go down alphabetically. They're like it's like two names for each letter, basically. Oh, I got you. So it's like, oh, well, more than two. There's Blackie Blob, Blot, Brave, Bulgy, uh, Cadpig, Corky, Dipper, Dipstick, Dot. I'm about Cadpig. Fidget, Flapper, Jewel, Jolly, Latch, Linny, Nosy, Pokey, Puddles, Purdy. I can't believe that they're actually, I didn't know they actually named all of them. I guess so. Like, the list goes on. You remember <laughs> the uh, the animated series? Yeah. And the... the, the that one's, I like the animation style, yeah. too. That was around, that wasn't, that was a little bit before... DuckTales, wasn't it? Oh, very much so. A little bit. Yeah, I was I was still You were a kid? I was still a kid. Then they must have rebooted it and then again. Oh, recently, they did just recently. They? Yeah, okay. but I'm talking about that's the one what that I was like talk- late that's 90s. what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. I don't remember the animated series that was in the late nineties. I'm seeing lots of spots, plenty of polka dots. Mm-mm. Catch those puppies. That nope. was the I don't remember that. <laughs> but they uh they move out to a farm. Yeah. And uh and they have like farm animals also. Hilarity ensues. And there's a chicken. Are the, are the goose goose there there were geese in the, in the movie, geese. weren't there? Maybe yeah. Because they go out by like a farm yes, whenever they they're yeah. in the, the first movie. Mm-hmm. Uh and there's a chicken that thinks that she's also a dog. Uh and <laughs> she's real funny. Uh because she tries to bark That's as awesome. a as a chicken. Um you know, Corilla was good. I recommend it. I would even recommend spending the thirty dollars. Cool. Uh especially since like for if you're gonna take even just you and and uh, your your wife to go see it, yeah, like you're spending thirty dollars already. Say that's like twenty four dollars or twenty five dollars yeah. just on the tickets, and then get you that eight dollar drink, and then you're yeah. like you're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was I was uh, happy to pay that, and knowing that I could yeah. watch it again if I wanted to. I did see that. I think Raya is on there now. Raya's so on there. Watch out of on, out, out of, of premiere. premiere yep. So. I'm yes. definitely going to check I'm it out. That up I too. wanted to watch it for sure before anyways. And I thought about getting the premiere. And then I was just kind of like, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with kind of waiting for long a little enough. bit. Yeah. My, my but, big question is, am I going to get black widow on premiere? Am I going to go see it in theaters or am I going to do both? When is the date for that? Is it July? It's July something. July something. That might be, I've got a, an AMC card. That might be like one, the first, do it. first post COVID movie that I go see yeah. is go checking that out. I've been wanting to get go see, uh, speaking of when we were talking about our date scenario, mm-hmm. I want to go see Spiral really bad. I do too. I saw that you could actually rent it for mm-hmm. 20. Yeah, I think it's 20, which isn't bad. Yeah. It's about it's kind of I mean rental it makes that that's I I understand it at that point and stuff too but part of me was just like eh, they could have just done the thirty and then just said like hey here you, you own it, it now yeah. too instead of like or at least having that option be available yeah. for it but yeah. it makes sense to do it that way it's basically kind of like they're doing premiere on yeah. everything which and Vood- since I mean Voodoo's been doing that for years yeah. they've been doing for movies that allow it they're like yeah they've always had an in theater section where you could yeah. rent out mostly not big like blockbuster movies but 
little indie flicks and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You could totally do that on. Um, I also watched that uh, the new Conjuring movie. I watched that last night or the night yeah, before. Yeah, I'm getting ready this this week. I'm going to watch Conjuring, and then I wanted to watch. Um, it's not a movie, but I wanted to watch the first few episodes of Sweet Tooth because I haven't got to watch any of it yet. Mm. But I, I saw that it, I knew it was out. But I would just we'll wait to talk about it then because I watched the first episode. Was it? Did it disappoint or was it uh, good? Or? No, it was really good. Cool. Um, it it only disappointed in that I had made up my own version of what it was going to be in my head. Yeah. And uh, and 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 when I say disappoint, I definitely did not disappoint by any means. Did it but follow pretty true to? It was pretty close. Comic style? Yeah, I was surprised. Uh, I thought that we were going to pull some taffy a little bit more, if you know yeah. what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it didn't. Uh, it it kind of headed out of the first issue pretty similar, or first episode pretty pretty straight lines. Sure. Um, I think it changed a little bit in the the way that Gus and Big Man kind of end up together mm-hmm. um, already, uh, but but in a not in a bad way. Do in, you think that the they'll do anything else to try and pull out more from Wolf Forte's character? Um, I don't know because I really I really thought that we were gonna start seeing like Force Ghost Wolf Forte. Um, I don't necessarily expect I Force Ghost, but I was thinking it was yeah. I was gonna say it was like I was thinking maybe, maybe. There'd be like some flashback stuff, but I hope that happens. Yeah, I really like him as an actor. I yeah. hope he does well. He did really good as yeah. that as that part. I thought that. I mean, I I once I saw him visually, I I thought well, this is gonna go over really well. This yeah. is gonna be a good execution of of that character yeah. of Puba. Uh, yeah. and uh, I I was I was digging on it for sure, but. uh Conjuring movie, I I don't I can't say that I don't even know if I've seen the other. Is there this is the fourth one, third one? Uh, technically, this is the of third the one in the Conjuring one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there's several um, Annabelle shows, yeah. and then the Nun, and then the Curse of La Llorona. Uh, yeah, La Llorona. Yeah, uh, but, La Llorona or whatever it's called. Yeah, double L to Y sound. Yeah, La Llorona. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, that one I didn't really care for. I watched that one, The Curse of La Llorona. I never watched it. La Yorona. I only I didn't we didn't watch that one specifically, not because there's no reason to not watch it, but it had said in multiple things that whenever because we came into the game of the conjuring stuff pretty late. Because we we started watching them in like 2019. Mm-hmm. Um so like starting to watching the watch those, I was like, what's the format that I should should we just watch them in the order they came out like theatrically? Yeah. Should we watch them in chronological order? Like how is this, you know, how's the way we should watch it? So we just did it chronologically, like technically just the way that it Release came out, dates. just to kind of like consume it the way that it was initially been yeah. on there. And then everything that said that the curse movie was initially like it's kind of like a quote unquote side story. Yeah. Which makes sense, but there was just like, if you're going to watch all the movies and you're trying to get caught up with stuff, then you don't necessarily have to watch it. So we didn't watch that. I think that one of the preachers shows up in it. Yeah. Like, that's the end. Yeah. I think, And then I think that I'm pretty sure that preacher is like dead currently, (laughs) like in the current day of their timeline. I see. Like, he's in the movie, in the second Conjuring movie or something like that, and then he's dead. I gotcha. Yeah. So I I think I'm pretty sure that that's what I read. And that's that's the only really crossover. I was (laughs) underwhelmed by it um yeah it there's not i didn't find there to be a lot and i don't i don't i can't even tell you if i've seen like i said the other ones or not but uh it was lacking in the supernatural elements yeah uh throughout uh, and and i was like man is this just the way horror movies are made now or is this just the series i don't um, think it's necessarily the series because the series is thrives in the supernatural but i think this story was meant to be a little bit less so because of everything that's based on, yeah, and it was meant to be more grounded, more grounded, more story driven. Because it's about that, you know, aspect of being like this is the first time that a court case has ever presented the fact that this guy said he was, you know, possessed basically, yeah. and that was kind of ever entered into that ever, and that's what it's really based on in like real life events. Yeah, so they're trying to keep it a little bit more grounded for that side, that side of things. I got you, but definitely, like the first two are heavily, you know, yeah. like it's it's demonic possession kind of a thing especially the second one like it's crazy over the top and mm. that's the first time you get introduced to the nun character I see. and then that nun movie comes out after that and kind of explains you where that character comes from in that origin story as well and that's a really well done movie as well well and i guess they uh the this this movie devil made me do it has a, a comic book spinoff that dc's doing mm. currently um that cool. i think also uh does the same thing as like the nun movie did is like there's a, a a a spirit or whatever mm-hmm. in this movie 
that I believe the the little mini series is to explain yeah. the backstory of that person uh, in there. But uh, and I I didn't it didn't grab me. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I've at least seen the first Conjuring movie, and that didn't grab me. I'm just thinking that maybe this series isn't isn't mine. Yeah, it isn't isn't mine to watch. And there's not a ton of horror movies, as far as I know, that you've actually mentioned that you're really a huge fan of yeah, that really anything. grabs yeah. you. So yeah. maybe horror in general might just not be a genre that you're gravitating towards. Horror, further. though, like yeah, like uh, you know, I I loved Midsummer. Sure. Uh, and I loved uh, what was uh, what was his other the movie before that uh, uh, Hereditary. Her- Hereditary. Yeah, loved Hereditary. Yeah. I like a I like a thinking man's horror. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's the thing. It's like, and sure. and not that those are dumb, but no, they don't they don't give. It's not of the same. Ilk, there's not though. a real like horror is to such it. a broad genre to actually. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't have described it that way because right. I do know you like those. Yeah. Um, you know, movies that are like that. And of that it will quite servant that us that in that Shyamalan. Yeah, us is awesome. That's what I'm oh saying. my god. Get out, things of that nature yeah. that are these are all more mainstream too, as far as not mainstream, but like current yeah. iterations into horror, talking like twenty fifteen up. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, but it's also kind of pulls you back into like almost Twilight Zone type scenarios where it's yeah. just really like weird and unsettling it's weird kind that of Jordan horror. Peele did that. Yeah, it is. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he, he might be a reason why he got that job. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that I think, I think it, it harkens back to those kinds of, of thinking like yeah. Hitchcock type. Well, that's what I'm saying, of, but like, that's what I meant. Like those didn't exist for the longest period of yeah. time that fell off pretty hard. We got there are some, Jason and Freddie. That's what I'm saying. Like, there are some here and there that yeah. kind of sporadically pop up every now and then that you would get of that ilk, you know, yeah. a la like a Rosemary's baby or something like that, yeah. that would hit in like the seventies and stuff like that. But once Twilight Zone was off the air at the end of the 60s and stuff, yeah. that, that you didn't really get much of that kind of stuff for a big swath of time. Mm-hmm. And once the 80s hit, you know, you had your slasher flicks plus the 90s and the early 2000s would have your almost like gore porn exploitation movies like Saw and yeah. uh, what's the other one? Hostel, Hostel stuff like yeah. that. Which, you know, again, they weren't bad movies, but they're completely different. Saw's than a little bit of thinker. I think that's what pulls me into the Saw. The first like three. And that's the only ones I've seen. Yeah, and so. then you're good. That's all you. That's all you got to worry about. I've seen all of them. Don't worry about. You don't it. need the. Don't need the. Don't rest need of them. I've seen all the saws. I haven't seen Spiral. No. It's, a, it's a book of saw. So yes. it's different. It's true. It's different. It's I've heard it's same. mediocre. I'm. I'm hoping really? for better. Yes. Uh, I, um. What was the? Uh, I, I like, didn't necessarily have high hopes going into it because of like coming off of like saw 3d and saw eight you mm-hmm. know which was like saw eight and all of these other movies that were like the last iterations and stuff yeah, but this is chris rock's vision of it that's what so i'm saying I I, i'm different. going i'm not necessarily going in with like crazy high hopes mm, i do but i i'm but i'm going in you know what i mean like going in and watching saw you saw the premise of the movie and you're like this looks cool and stuff like that but you didn't go in with high hopes you were just like it's a horror movie right and then you come out of it and you were just like that was fucking cool yeah. shit. it was really well written the the traps were really cool and unique yeah. and awesome and it was just a cool concept yes he got up out of the middle of the floor he was there the whole time is that what you're telling me what i yes. didn't see that coming yeah you know what i mean oh he's dying from cancer now oh yeah a Wahlberg's here <laughs> a Wahlberg. <laughs> Uh, Wahlberg. <laughs> One of many. <laughs> uh, I liked the Paranormal Activity movies. Yeah. I've enjoyed those. Yeah. Um, which it feels like there's, like, I don't know what, what is the difference a, if between you, Paranormal if you, Activity if, and Conjuring. I was like, going to say, I was like, if you had demonologists in the movie and it wasn't shot, like, from a security camera pr- point of view. It's a Conjuring. It was probably a Conjuring movie. <laughs> and you actually saw what it looks like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I don't know. There's... In the Conjuring movies, you definitely see what they look like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. They just, and maybe it's the the actors in it. Maybe that's the thing. Yeah. It's like they don't sell it as well. I don't know. I, don't, I love both of those actors. Uh, I play Ed Patrick Lorraine. Wilson. I love Patrick Wilson. Yeah, I, I don't, I've never been like a really big Patrick Wilson fan. Yeah. I like uh, Vera. What's her name from uh, Vera Wang from uh, Bates Motel? Is she yeah. in all of them too? Yes, or in all the Conjuring ones at least? Yeah. Okay. Anything that's centered, I mean, the whole series is centered around like Ed and Lorraine Warren and their their stuff. I mean, the Annabelle doll is centered around them so heavily because they're the ones that have the possession of it and mm. stuff like that. And I know Ed and Lorraine's child is the one that actually still has that doll, the actual Annabelle doll to this day, mm. kind of in her possession and stuff too. So the whole thing is kind of centered around them. It just goes off on tangents. Like the Annabelle doll has a whole right. lore series, and history yeah. and stuff like that. And it went off on its own series and stuff that was kind of tied into it. Um, and then one of those movies was the, uh, 
I think it was Annabelle Comes Home, and that's the one that's kind of like a a precursor because it talks about the the daughter, and that one's like set up to where it's kind of like in between two and three of The Conjuring. Mm. And it's kind of like your afterthought. So you get a little bit of like, this is kind of technically a sequel to The Conjuring 2. So you're getting more of the story because it actually happens like mostly in Ed and Lorraine Warren's house, Mm. like in their room that has like all the spiritual shit and stuff that they store in there that's locked and, you know, under lock and key kind of a thing. So a lot of it happens like in there and in their house and stuff. And it all kind of revolves around them still. But it's not Ed and Lorraine are gone there. Mm. You see them in the movie briefly. But like the whole thing is centered around other people, but it's in their house. Huh. So it's it's like they're they're all it's all kind of gravitates toward them and their adventures and everything they've you know documented over the years. I see because yeah. that's a very steep book of like like tape recordings, everything, all I that shit's you. like full on real, like yeah. that they have. Yeah, there's actual things that they can. Yeah, there's actual stuff that they can document they can for base it and off stuff. Of. They even show that like the end of the Conjuring movies. Um, I don't know if this one's any more true, but a lot of the times at the end of like in the end of Conjuring 1 and end of Conjuring 2, they will show footage, like real life mm. footage from like a film or they'll play audio that is like actual Ed and Lorraine Warren's voice. And they'll show pictures of Ed and Lorraine Warren and it'll say, you know, the actor's names and stuff. And it'll show it during credits and stuff and kind of play back some of that stuff. So oh. you're like, this is really what it's based on. Like, yeah. these are the real tapes said, and shit like that. This is, is what happened with it. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously a bunch of stuff is conjecture from that point in time. And right. now they kind of manufacture it. But it's all like, this is the groundwork is like, they did it for us because mm-hmm. they all, they have all this shit recorded. They done did it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty nifty. Hmm. Yeah. Do I you like Pokemon? Do I like Pokemon? Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I've even just recently got back into playing Pokemon Go, like, within the last, like, five days. Me too. Yeah? Really? Yeah. And uh, not not within, actually, for the past, like, couple weeks, been playing it a little bit more regularly again. Um, the Pokemon stuff kind of sparred, sparred, sparred from my life of, uh, of uh, card openings now. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, that you can I, see I watch at, them. On the TikToks, mm-hmm. um, at IFNZ Podcast, or... Um, Random Hero XIX on Instagram, if you don't mind me doing a little plug there. Absolutely. Um, people can see any of my openings and stuff like that for different boxes that I've been getting. Um, but because of that and um, the new box set that's coming out card-wise, because it's following suit with Pokemon Sword and Shield mm-hmm. now cards, um, in June 18th, uh, the release of the next uh, series is all based around the Crown Tundra expansion oh, yeah. of Sword and Shield. Um, I think it's called Chilling Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a pre-order of, a, of, an, of an elite uh, trainer box um, that'll be coming to you the found house. found a, a, uh, a better method to get in your cards? or um, No, not necessarily. This one was actually just pure luck. It's actually from the, the, the Pokemon Center website, like, oh, where they'll nice. officially sell like all of the Pokemon branded yes. stuff. And I got alerted earlier today to a flash sale that they were having on there, and they had some extra boxes for the Elite Trainer sets cool. on there because everything else was like completely sold mm-hmm. out except for that one and a couple other ones from Battle Styles, which was the one from the first expansion pass mm-hmm. um, for what was the Iron Iron Region or oh, something, whatever that one was. So the uh, the new the first that. island, but I never actually played um, the Diglets. I never played. Yes, the Diglets were <laughs> very important. You had to find a bunch of Diglets. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I never played the second expansion at all yet, and that's kind of what I'm starting to dive into. I just oh, cool. got to Frozen or for the Crown Tundra area on Pokemon Sword and Shield, pick the game back up, and I'm starting to kind of dive into there a little bit. Um, I'm really excited to do it. I, I guess Pokemon's just kind of coming back in a big way for me. Yeah, um, but it's helping out a lot. I really like. I'm, I'm not. Wasn't never really going on to TikTok. It was all just for viewing pleasure. It was right. never just if I put something you on there, which is stupid. I wasn't trying to do it. But now I'm actually making something. I'm starting to get like a regular following on there of cool. people. Like anytime I start up and put up a video, it's like I check it the next day and it's like, hey, you've got like so many likes and then like a hundred views of nice. this thing. And I'm just like, this is really cool. So I was like, that's kind of cool that that's kind of starting to pick up a little bit. Um, and I enjoy it. I'm, I'm really getting excited to like getting, there's still so many Pokemon from other previous generations that I don't really know or remember super well. Mm-hmm. So when I'm yeah. like pulling a rare card and shit and I'm like going through the booklet that'll come with the like trainer boxes. I'm just like, Oh shit, this is a fucking cool, super rare. Cool. And I'm just like kind of learning alongside of everything. Part of the reason why I opted to not do voiceover for my stuff. A lot of people will do voiceover for their openings. Let's mm-hmm. say the name of the Pokemon. If it's a ultra rare, a secret rare or anything like that. Yeah. And there's still so much that I don't know yeah. as of it. So, so I'm just kind of like, I'm just anything. like, you know, I'm like, I'll just go for the approach where 
I might have lo-fi music if it's really nice and pretty outside, like I've done with some of mine. Yeah, I, almost I go like for the a little bit. I go for a little bit of like ASMR approach. Mm-hmm. So if it's storming outside or you hear birds chirping and stuff like that, I'll just let it be. You hear the packs opening and you just hear that stuff in nature in the background. Yeah. And then me breathing heavily over. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> good. I haven't heard. I don't, I don't <laughs> no, ever I don't. watch with sound on. No. Because uh, I'm usually just kind of like yeah. scrolling through. It's and typically I don't. like if, if it's like a, the past couple of days, if I'm doing one inside and I have it just facing the screen or I have the cards out as like a backdrop or mm. anything like that or whatever. You had that backdrop up. Yeah, this was this today's. Today? Yeah. yeah. Um, so if it, like for today's and stuff like that, yeah, I had that background up there on the PC and stuff that I put on recently. So I was just like, I'm just going to put this up there and I'll have that be my backdrop for it and just kind of set it up a little bit differently. So that way it would look kind of nice presentation wise. Yeah. And uh, those I just had like lo-fi music and just some like EDM music kind of playing in right. the background a little bit with it just because I was just like, I don't want if it only hits me for like doing the ASMR triggers. If it's like storming outside, it's really pretty. It's raining. Something and stuff. unique. You, have that you, something can hear, you hear like the thunder and stuff like that. I was like, I see people doing pack openings with like these just out of their computer desk or with little backdrops and shit like that all the time. I was just like, what if I just go for different places and do these pack openings? Yeah, I think it's cool. I was just like, I, anytime we go any place and go out somewhere, I was like, I just want to make an effort to try and do a pack opening. I told yeah. Mandy, it was like, whenever cons come back in season, I'm going to just do a, a pack opening and stuff like at that con. at the cons or something like yeah. that and just have the people walking in the, background, in the background and I'm just doing it. Or yeah. maybe I'll have like fucking a cosplayer that's dressed up like Batman do it for me and yeah. I'll just film him opening it and just like film him actually <laughs> Yeah, they'll be, be like cool. is this the guy that's doing it or no <laughs> <laughs> but i was just like doing shit like that or like go to st louis but like arches in the background you see shit like that mm-hmm. or i'll go to fern cliff and the waterfall will be in the background just completely just random shit that nobody really does out there for openings yeah. i was just like it'd be really cool just to have like that be highlighted around yeah. everything else that i'm doing i like it We're doing stuff, Justin. Hmm. We are doing stuff. Me and you are doing things that aren't in this podcast. It's hard to believe because we're attached to the hip. I know, but we are we're doing things on our own mm-hmm. and we're doing things out in the world. We are. You're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok at IFNZ Podcast of ah. all names. It should be easy to remember. Absolutely. I would think. What's it called? IFNZ Podcast? At IFNZ Podcast. Cool. Yeah. I, I I might have to download TikTok. You should. I I and it's it's Pokemon cards. It is Pokemon. Card like, openings. Like, look at these things. And then it's like semi semi AF ASMR if you're into mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Yeah. I have a, a lot of uh openings that I do out and outside. So you get a lot of nature, nature. sounds and stuff, and little bird chirping. You don't wind think about breezings. nature when you think about Pokemon cards. I like it. It's outside of the box. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to always think outside the box. I'm gonna be out in nature soon too. Will you? Yeah, I'm gonna be out at the farmers markets in Will Murphy's you, Bro. William? Yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm going to be out uh, at the Murfreesboro Farmer's Markets uh, starting this month in the month of July. Or no, June. What hell month is this? Uh, this is June. Uh, in June. So June 19th, July 24th, and August 14th, I'll be out at the Murfreesboro Farmer's Market Yeah. Uh, from 8 o'clock in the morning to 11 o'clock in the morning. Nice. Three hours in the morning playing music. Dude, I cannot imagine... Playing a show at eight o'clock more, in the morning. <laughs> no, anything more relaxing than just like I'm I'm shopping right now. Yeah. I'm shopping. I've got a bag. I've um, got uh I've got and then this is a beautiful song that's just playing in the background. And then I think I'm like over here and I'm getting some mushrooms. Oh, this guy's selling meats. Yeah, exactly. I need to get some meats. I'm gonna yeah. throw those in my basket. I thought this is really such a nice setting outside here with yeah. this music playing in the background. I might Absolutely. as well open some Pokemon cards and do it. <laughs> On at IFNZ on podcast on TikTok. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we could have a collab. Mm-hmm. I wonder if there's a time where you could actually make it out to one of these farmers markets and we could make that happen. We will make it happen. That would be awesome. 100%. Keep posted, folks. <laughs> the I, I finally got around to watching at least the first episode of Invincible now that we've been, you've had me like reading uh the uh what do you call it the the comics the comics the trades good god yeah so i'm as as we're going through those um i was like you know what maybe i'm far enough in to where uh i can at least start watching the first season one would think that what's like six episodes i think it's not very long eight Eight. yeah um as far as i've heard i think that they pull stuff from at least the first two trades worth of stuff I can from guarantee the entire that. season 
they pulled from the first two volumes in episode one. Oh, cool. Uh, which got me real worried because I was like, I don't know if I should continue to watch this until I've read further <laughs> because uh, it's not spoilers because we've already went through. How, how long are the episodes? Uh, the first one was an hour, but I don't think they're all that okay. long. Um, maybe I, like a 40 something minute or maybe or maybe thing. even half hour. I'm not sure. sure. Uh, but since we've already talked about the end of volume one mm-hmm. uh, and, and is it wait? I mean, let me think. we didn't talk about two yet. I don't think. Yeah, we haven't. You yet. hadn't read it at that point in time, but I have read volume two now. And we know how the end of volume two is right. Is like that's, that's where funeral. Right. That's where. Yeah. Or the, is, when does he? When do they kill all of the? I think that's the end of two. That's you the see, end of two. You right. See that's the that's, funeral is going to happen, but the funeral happens at the beginning of three. Yeah, you're right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the killing of all of the all of the the eight. What are they called? The seven. The seven. The seven's the boys. Seven's the boys. This is the the global Glo- Guardians of the Globe. Guardians of the Globe. Yeah, I was gonna say global gourmet for whatever reason. They uh, he kills him at the end of the first episode. Oh wow! Like so, if you're if you're thinking, oh, I'll just read along with this, yeah. and it'll be similar. Uh, it is very similar in all of those other beats. Like almost the entire first episode mm-hmm. is just the first issue of like you said, he'd like him going, and, going to the, the burger joint or whatever, working there. Yeah. Going to work. Whenever he chucks the bird, yep. the bags, all of that is exactly the same. That's one of my favorite callbacks that they do. Have you, I don't, how far did you read on the comics? I'm into like, let's see, uh, volume, volume three is like, I'm in the middle of volume three right now. It's either volume three or volume four. Okay. Whenever somebody is talking outside mm-hmm. and the trash bags just fall. No shit. And they hit somebody <laughs> and they're just like, what the fuck in the comics? And I'm just like, oh my God. That's awesome. It's so weird that they just brought that back out of nowhere. <laughs> it was what he chucked at the very end of that whole first arc. He had, he had to have known. Kirkman's probably like, <laughs> yeah. That's going to come back. Yeah, for sure. It was really awesome. I was just like, that's such an awesome, just random payoff. Yeah. The, uh, and if I remember right in the, at the end of volume two, when, when the, the guardians of the globe are killed, yeah, it's all like, it's gunshots. Like, it's like, they all get like shot in the head, right? Like, it's just kind of like, boom, boom, boom. Like they're all kind of taken out fairly quickly, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, in this sequence, it is, so the whole episode gets done and he's like, I'm going to be named invincible. And then like, that's the end. And then the PS scene yeah. is, is, is them taking him taken yeah. out. But it's this like hardcore, ultra violent, really bloody like he's ripping them apart. Kind yes, of thing. Like yeah. bashing in heads and like ripping out like hearts and shit. Like it's that like gruesome. That's yeah. the end of the first episode. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, I'm going to have to get into more of this. But I was like, I feel like I need to read a little bit further than volume two before I continue because I don't want anything spoiled for yeah. me. I don't want to accidentally kind of get into I wonder that if I'll have to go back and kind of pick up some additional story beats that might have happened whenever. Does he has he joined the teen? No, squad? The that's team, what I'm saying. No, so none of that's I, know, happened I know that happens in the show. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would, from what I've heard because I know uh, some of the other guys from GGB stuff was, yeah, talking about it before. Is that ever going to happen again? Are you guys done? I think it's done. You guys have tapped. I really don't know. No, no, no more GGB. I'll say, I'll say it's on uh, indefinite hiatus. (laughs) It's not canceled. It's not canceled because I mean, technically the term indefinite hiatus was used for system of a down for at least 15 years. (laughs) And then as we know, a handful of months ago, they released two new songs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, and at least one of them was good. Yes, one of them was definitely <laughs> really good. The other one wasn't very mediocre. <laughs> Protect the land was just not quite. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't up quite there. That. The other one was so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've got we're we're both big fans of Twenty One Pilots, right? So, yeah, like, for sure. Uh, Scaled and icy mm-hmm. uh, came out last month. Yeah, and we haven't really had a chance to chat. No, uh, we haven't talked about it too terribly much. I uh, and I'm, I'm assuming you've listened to it front to back. I have a uh, couple times now. A couple times now. Yep. Thoughts? Um, I can see this is not my favorite for sure. Okay. By any means. Um, but it goes different directions that I can see where certain influences that have like different things. Obviously, he's got a child now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could see different influences, different things that have probably changed the way that maybe he writes music and stuff too, yeah. to a certain extent. I'm sure for that sure. that could probably can change your creativity oh, yeah. a little bit. Cause it's got some stuff that definitely is samey as far as like what you would expect from a 21 pilots. Yeah. But there's definitely some stuff that is very heavily pop and influenced. Uh, it's, that's kind of in yeah. there that 
Um, doesn't necessarily always tickle my fancy. Um, it's it's more of an album that I am not like a straight front the backer for. Um, I'll, I'll pick out what I want to listen to and stuff, and then kind of go from there. I was I thought it was unique. I I didn't really think about it until this album came out, but they really stack their albums odd. Mm-hmm. They they stack their album. They really front load their albums always. Like yeah, usually, if you think about like most of them are what ten to twelve tracks probably. Uh-huh. And by track six, you're always into this like uncharted territory. Basically, uh, that you know everything. All their 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 singles are front loaded. Mm-hmm. They're really like, oh, I know this song. This is familiar. Which is so weird too, because I think that the way that they've tried to do that, the reason why it is so front loaded, it seems like, is because they have always been trying to tell a story. Yeah, and when they're maybe creatively or creatively, you know, whenever they're kind of bringing that out to the forefront, to the public, they're just mm-hmm. like, this is the next iteration of what's going on with, uh, with Tyler yeah, and them and, and blurry face and everything that's kind of going on in the city. And this is why it's always so front loaded is because they're trying to kind of paint a picture of a story of what's going on with mm-hmm. it. And that's always going to happen at the beginning. They have to tell a little bit of the origin of where yeah, you kind of pick so. up. Yeah. So I guess that's the, that's kind of creatively maybe where it comes from, but also from just a record producer standpoint, they're just like, of course, definitely pack it in with the front shit because people want to listen to it more. So especially yeah. when it's streaming anymore. You know, you stream shit front to back and stuff like that. You're going to want to listen. You already know that you like the more popular tracks. You're going to hit those hits first anyway. So you're going to get generate more listens Mm -hmm. on that album from people wanting to listen to it from that point forward. The uh, I I read or I watched a video yesterday of someone who obviously has no fucking clue actually what's going on, but was like analyzing everything was Mm kind of like talking about the dragon. And I guess there's a word there's a word in the in the dragon scales. Uh, it's like death or destroy or something like that that's in there. And then there's a almost a map of like a street and it's like Clancy Street. Uh, and so it's like the des- destroy Clancy or death to Clancy kind of a, a kind of a con- connection there. And I guess the dragon has a tie to artwork from a guy who used to uh, do uh, illustrations of uh, poems and stuff like yeah. 1800s, maybe sometime like old. Um, and that dragon is pretty similar and the eyes are like identical to that dragon. And that's the dragon of, uh, deception, hmm. uh, from there. Cool. And so it's, uh, it's, it's kind of, this guy was interpreting that this dragon was like the lies that Dima tells. Yeah. And that this entire album is kind of supposed to portray, uh, this propaganda of a happy life and everything through Dima. Yeah, um, that's why it's a little bit more poppy and yeah, upbeat. That's and why there's where where all the upbeat stuff comes sure. from. And I guess like the that same artist did like the illustrations for the all around the Mulberry Bush and then Mulberry Streets on there. It's like so there's like, and I guess uh, Trench was tied pretty closely to an old artist as well. Uh, so there's I guess some connections to they find an artist and they kind of build things around this artist and, and kind of draw connections potentially. Uh, I liked that there was some yeah, potential connections to the story. It. I didn't anticipate them like closing it out. I no. hadn't paid any more attention to that context of it with this album as of yeah. yet. I mean, that right. sounds really awesome and what sounds like somebody has got an idea at least for sure. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, and this is really cool too, but I mean, I, I really wish that there was any way that, that a way that they could do some kind of an interpretation to tell the story a little bit more thematically in like a comic book format yeah. or something like that. Cause it would make a really cool story to see, mm-hmm. you know, kind of broken down in that type of medium. But I, for whatever maybe reason, they won't get, maybe they'll get there at some point. Maybe, I, but I'm saying uh, from, for me, that seems more like Claudio did it that way with armory wars. Right. Because to me, that seemed more of like his passion has always been derivative towards stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I feel like Tyler's passion and it is kind of maybe more centered toward, you know, that of just the music medium. And That's it's like visual. Like, I think he's more of a, and they seem like video people. Yeah, for sure. So we, I, uh, I attended the, the live stream concert for this when it came out. Yeah. Which I COVID, no COVID. I definitely think that all artists should do more what this thing. Yeah. We and talked about that before did on the episode did it, like a few weeks ago. Yeah, they need to charge twenty bucks to get in, just like this was, because yeah. nobody's buying an album anymore. They're streaming it, so right. 
put on this concert, get your 20 bucks that somebody would have gotten from a CD and do this thing. Cause it was, it was a, a long ass music video, but the, the hosts were like from Dima television. Like it was, like Oh, a, that's cool. They were like, it was like this TV channel and they were like almost like a good morning America, but it was Dima that was doing it. Yeah. And so it kind of went through, they kind of hosted and deteriorated and got kind of sick throughout it. So there's something going on with that too. Um, so there's a lot of connections, and, and I was like, I want, I, I same as you, was like, I want more of this story. I want to understand more of yeah. it from them, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of people out there that are doing what that guy did on that yeah, video. And I've like, watched some of those videos, too, with all of the other past albums, mm-hmm. just kind of interlacing everything together, leading up to whenever Trench released. Yes. And that was something that I kind of, you know, at that point in time, whenever Trench was out, they had not really had any context apart from the videos that had released right. as singles prior to the album releasing, and then... You know, once it was out, I was listening to it, kind of gave it my my own input, my own two cents of yeah. what I was listening to and hearing, and then heard some other people's interpretations of what was kind of interweaved and going on. I didn't do that with this album yet, yeah. but I have listened to it, you know, front to back a yeah. few different times. And like I said, it's not bad by any means. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a horrible album. Any favorite album. song yet? Um, I don't really know. Not off the top of my head. Shy Away is still, I think, like one of my, is my like. Shy Away is a definitely, it was an easy pick to mm-hmm. do for a single, I would think, yeah. too. That was easily the most, that was the one that was easiest to swallow. Absolutely. For it, I think. Mulberry Street is uh, is a favorite, though, of mine, too. Yeah. Um, very like Billy Joel, uh, Elton John yeah. kind of like vibe to it, uh, which I, I dig. I dig that a lot. Uh, what was the second single? Uh, not Saturday. No. That was the third single. Mm-mm. Um, one before that. I forget what it was. It's the middle one. I remember that one was the one uh, the video for it. the was toy store. The, yeah, they go into the toy store and yeah. he shrinks them down at the end or whatever. Yep. Yeah. That one. That's I, the one. That's it, but I don't remember <laughs> its name right now. I can't think of it for the life of me. It's a one word title too, I think. Is it? I think so. I'm going to look it up right now. Do it. Do it. Look it up. I, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to what else they do with this. I love that every time they put out an album, they have like a whole fashion line that comes out a color scheme yeah and a style like new hairstyles they just yeah uh i was i was really pissed off that tyler didn't keep his long hair choker Choker yeah that's right yeah yeah Yeah. uh i wanted tyler to keep his long hair i kind of lost uh and i didn't love the album as much because he didn't have long hair uh that was just a a thing that he's gonna have to deal with good day is actually a really good opener though good day is leading into it and everything is really kind of cool especially when you know when you kind of the context of it that's underneath because it's such a happy poppy song but everything is singing about uh, about it is pretty bleak underneath the underneath the sound of it well and and especially when you put it through the prism of potentially this being propaganda Mm -hmm. that somebody's putting on it's like no it's a good day it's a good day like convincing people that this is what they should do yeah it's really cool i like it he's on top he's on top he's on top 21 pilot he's on top he's on top yeah uh-huh here we go this is it this is how he's that, on top this is he's how, on top this is how he's on the top. episode ends he's on top here it goes i'm not gonna Fate. say it though i don't want to say it don't say it either nobody says it not this time the episode just ends no one says I feel losing. Fuck, I said it. This has been IFNZ Production. Yeah! <laughs>